Hi, welcome to Hustle and Thrive, a podcast for conversations on living, working, and thriving in arts and culture. This episode is hosted by myself, Yomi John, with guest co-host Stephanie Draker. And we had the pleasure of chatting with the remarkable Emily Mills about her work as an entrepreneur and founder of How She Hustles, a network that connects and inspires diverse women with tips on how to achieve success. But before making this her full-time gig, Emily worked in communications at CBC, where she created Her Story in Black, a digital photo series featuring 150 inspiring Black women to celebrate Canada's 150. Emily curates inspiring digital content and events, including Startup and Slay, and she has received many awards for impacting women of color and underrepresented women. Listen for Emily's take on the power of storytelling. Thank you, Emily, for joining us for our fifth episode of Hustle and Thrive. We're really excited that you're able to um, answer our questions today and just have this wonderful conversation. Um, I'm excited, too. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get started with How She Hustles? Because that's what everybody knows you as. Um, How She Hustles, how did that start? Well, back in 2010, I was working in the nonprofit sector and uh, I was going to a lot of networking events. Many of them were around leadership and inclusive leadership, as we call it now, um, and around women and women moving up in the corporate world into leadership positions. And for me, as a young black woman at the time, um, I really wanted to see more of myself in these spaces. When I was going into environments where people were talking about leadership, where people were talking about entrepreneurship, I wanted to see other young black women on the podium, in the audience, as the event organizers setting the agenda. And I didn't see that enough. And that was what really sparked me to say, I think I can create an environment where I see more people like me and also uh, women who are not like me. And so I posted something on social media at like four in the morning when I was working on a bunch of different projects. And I was just like, you know, I would love to profile women who are hustling with the intention of hearing the stories of more diverse young women. And what started off as maybe a blog idea actually gave birth to our very first event. We had 50 women who joined us at the first How She Hustles event on the Danforth in May of 2010. And once people saw the pictures, they asked when the next event was. And of course, I hadn't planned that far. So uh, things just evolved organically. And 10 years later, we've done a lot um, in terms of events, in terms of digital content, really in terms of, I think, helping to change the way that leadership looks when you're talking about women in this country. Mm. And I'm guessing it's not just um, one type of woman in terms of like the work that they do or their type of entrepreneurship. It's like women in different areas, different disciplines and industries. Absolutely. Uh, There is no hard and fast criteria for the people who want to, to be a part of these spaces online or at our events. How She Hustles is an opt-in community and movement, virtual village. 
We have women from all cultural backgrounds who join us. Our focus, of course, is diverse women, particularly women of color, but we absolutely have women in all their diversities and many allies who support this work and are happy to uh, be a part of it in ways that make sense for them. Um, This is about, for me, reflecting a different experience of leadership and also about building a sense of community. And so um, definitely those who feel welcome are and feel that this resonates with them are welcome to join us. Um, in terms of professional background, how she hustles ranges from professional background, from lived experience, uh, from in different intersectional identities, people who speak different languages. Uh, We've had people with different abilities and who proudly uh, speak about their uh, being persons with disabilities. Uh, We've had Indigenous women join us. I mean, there are certainly areas where we would like to have deeper relationships, and we're working on that. But certainly it's people who feel like they want to be in a space where there is more diversity and inclusion of women's voices, not just on panels and sprinkles and in the room, but also in the leadership. That's who joins How She Hustles when we hold space. And I'm I'm sure it's... um through those events, it's just illustrated how sharing those those personal and professional stories just adds context to the just in the same way of people who are working in any industry, um, you know, how they achieve success, how they measure success, and how they can relate to others. Absolutely. I mean, the, the power of storytelling is incredible. And as somebody who has made a career out of working in media and communications. You know, this is this is no accident. There is a science uh, a science behind why these big institutions are powerful, you know, multimedia companies. But that same power is accessible to all of us because we all have these little devices we walk around with that have the ability to amplify our voices. And when you pair that with an in-person experience, it can really help to, to change people and change systems and change perspectives, you know, change the way that people maybe do their work, um, the way they work with colleagues, the way that they fund things, the way that they perceive people in their community. What I found even more powerful is how holding space and storytelling changes how the women feel about themselves that so many diverse women who come to How She Hustles come because they need to feel rejuvenated and refueled, where they want to feel like they're not alone in their walk. Many of the professionals that we have featured and profiled, not only at our events, but in our online projects like Her Story in Black, which was a digital photo series with CBC, but many of those women said, I literally cried the first time that my story was shared. I, I, I found a new mentor. I have young women coming to me now and believing that they can. I was asked for the first time in my office to play a leadership role or to have a seat at the influencer table. So I think, you know, we can't also um, take for granted that storytelling has the power to impact the listener, but effective storytelling also has the power to impact the person who's sharing. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, that storytelling piece is so powerful. Uh, and um, since you mentioned uh, her story in Black, I'm hoping that you can share a bit of information about it with us. Um, what was your experience and process with creating this series? Ooh, okay, I'm going to try and keep it short because, boy, was it a long <laughs> journey. And 
amazingly, her story in Black is still having an impact. I mean, the project was created in 2017 for Canada's sesquicentennial when Canada was marking 150 years of Confederation. And um, her story in Black was just recently shared on CBC uh, not too long ago in 2020. It's still resonating. But essentially, the idea was birthed in my you know, in my living room on my laptop, uh, when I was thinking about um, my former employer, CBC, uh, you know, I was working in the marketing and communications team. And I know there was a lot of excitement because CBC being the national public broadcaster had a great opportunity to essentially tell the story of Canada um, during that 2017 year. And I thought about all the women, especially the young black women who I just felt so inspired by and connected to through how she hustles. And I wondered whether women, those women or women like them would be part of the story of Canada as we marked this 150th year. And nobody said that they weren't going to be included, but I just, I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to leave it to chance. And I, I really believe that necessity is the mother invention of invention. And if an idea won't let you sleep, it's meant for you to do something with it. Um, so I decided that even though I had no budget per se, no team, uh, nobody's approval that I was going to create this project, I literally came up with the name and the logo in my living room on Canva and uh, decided to put it out into the universe on social media and just post it on Instagram. That was the first place and said, I have this idea where I want to find 150 black women who are young, who are changing our city, not tomorrow, but right now. Enough of this leaders of tomorrow stuff. There are people out there who are making an impact right now. Let's find some of them who don't usually get the shine and profile them. And we're going to build our own team of young black women who can photograph, uh, take photographs and video. We're going to build our own event and we're going to use our own social platforms and our own uh, digital reach to tell this story. Once we held the first photo shoots, I mean, people were literally weeping on arrival. It was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my life. And if you go on uh, YouTube's uh, How She Hustles YouTube channel, you'll see a little video called This Little Light of Mine, where Julie Black, Canada's queen of R&B, had us all link hands in the room. And whether you could sing or not, each of us sang a line of This Little Light of Mine as really as a testament to say, I'm here. And many of those young black women were the first in their organizations or the only black women at their level in their organizations. And I'm talking about architects, neuroscientists, um, police officers, tattoo artists, educators, um, architects, like DJs, like just women from all backgrounds. And so ultimately what happened was once that first photo, first photo shoot happened, I went into work the next day and said, look, I've never done anything with how she hustles at CBC. I've always kept church and state separate, but I think this story is much bigger than me. And I think that by bringing together both community and this big corporation, this big public organization that has a mandate to reflect Canadians, we can do something that's never been done before. And that's what happened. So her story in black became um, this incredible digital photo series where we photograph these 150 black women. There is still a microsite where you can go and learn a little bit about them. But more importantly, we, we use the power of storytelling so that these women could speak for themselves. 
And so every day on radio, Metro Morning, every day on television, on the national and uh, CBC News Network, um, and on digital platforms, these women had a chance to tell their own stories. And it became a one-hour TV documentary. You can still watch it online now, where they really focused on a few of these women, like a, an Olympian, for example, or a modern dancer. Um, and um, beyond that, what was really exciting is that there were young women, young Black women, who had an opportunity to get hired to do the work to use their creativity and get fairly compensated for it um, and to show that they had bright futures ahead. And so I think one of the great success stories of How She Hustles is seeing that same young Black photographer who took 150 headshots and took a chance on this project, even when we really didn't have much to offer her. By the end of the project, she got not only did she get paid for her work, she got credits and public recognition for her work, and CBC went on to hire her many other times, and she is now someone who they can call on, and she is being considered for incredible opportunities. Um, her story in Black, I guess I'll end here, also went on to become two spinoff projects. They did a Her Story in Black, The Next Generation with high school students, and Her Story in Black got scaled up nationally and became another project called Up Close, where they took half the women from Toronto from Her Story in Black, my original project, and found another 75 Black women from across the country and created an additional project. And of course, you know, we just threw one of the, I think, one of the most epic parties ever to bring 400 people, predominantly Black women, into the CBC atrium. I mean, it was truly her story. What a wonderful initiative. And, and I mean, really, in terms of um, being able to give people the opportunity um, to take up space and yeah. to find place and to contribute to that uh, you know, Canadian narrative um, where, you know, in other situations, they might not have the ability to do so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so wonderful to hear that the project's been able to expand and, and the, um, the intention behind it is still so relevant. Yeah, absolutely. And the sense of community. I mean, we, we still have a, you know, a private Facebook group and uh, it's like every week I get an email from someone who says, you know, because I was part of this project, now I'm a regular media contributor to another outlet or because of this project, you know, I, I had an opportunity at the office that I didn't before, or because of this project now I I've built a new personal relationship with someone else. And that's just as important. I also think too, that, you know, in, in any uh, creative process, you want to think about not only just what's next, but what's the legacy you want to leave behind? And so for me, knowing that her story in Black, I think, impacted the CBC and allowed an organization that is that ingrained in our culture and drives culture to really ask itself, what else can we do with underrepresented communities to amplify their voices through our platforms? How else can we look at the people in our organizations and figure out how could their passion projects or their networks to community, or their ideas, be things that we could get behind in different ways. And so I took great pride in trying to think about what did I learn from her story in Black, and how can I share that with others who still work there so they can do their own exciting projects. And so while I take no credit for other people's work, I know that that was one of the areas that was 
hugely of interest both to me and to others at CBC before I chose to transition in 2018 was how could I take the learnings from that process? How do you get all these teams working together? How do you get the word out through not only traditional media and social media? You know, how do you um, get people excited around an idea and uh, accelerate the execution of that idea quickly? All of those lessons I really tried to think through so that some systemic lesson could be left there. I was just about to say, I mean, this becomes more than just sharing individual stories. There are um, measurable systems changes that, that happen with work like this. Yeah, I'd like to think so. And, and, and I've kind of taken that away myself and, it, you know, to try and think about with everything that I do, what's the short term and the long term impact that I want to have? You know, it's not just okay, let me host a How She Hustles event and everybody comes and drinks a mimosa and goes home. It's okay. How do I choose a vendor who maybe has never catered at this establishment, give them a shot at a How She Hustles event, employ some young people or employ some women of color, but also potentially now have them demonstrate how wonderful they are at what they do so that the next time this venue is looking for a caterer, it may have nothing to do with how she hustles, but now maybe we've got a diversified pipeline. Yeah, and just the opportunities that come out of um, that came out of her story in black. And then, you, as you said, you mentioned the person who took all the photos works at CBC and all the people that you hired for events. Um, now they're being hired by those spaces and other people. And it's just a chain of, events and the chain of opportunities that come out of it is very, very great. And that just goes to my next question. And I see how she hustles as a diversity and inclusion hub, right? And so I was just wondering, as with your role in with how, how she hustles, what are ways that you create space aside from all the other things that you've done and what, what are ways that you create space and motivate success in women? Well, first of all, I don't do any of this alone. I mean, I'm really big on community and collective. That's how I was, that's just how I was built. Um, thanks to my parents and the community that I've been around. So I would say one of the, one of the ways that I think how she hustles helps to, um, motivate success and really advance diverse women is building community. I mean, whether we're holding space or online, um, for me, that's a real indicator of success that people feel attracted to something, you know, you self-select into these spaces. That's because there's a need there that you feel that we fill. Um, so that's one. Um, I think number two is shaping the narrative, whether it's through speakers that we've had at our events or digital content. I mean, her story in black is one. I'd love to talk about Startup and Slay. Um, but that, you know, was a whole other project focused on, on women entrepreneurs and telling their stories and changing the way that we think about what an entrepreneur looks like in Canada. And I think beyond that, um, shaping the narrative is also the way that we've leveraged media and social media. I mean, there have been so many women uh, over the last decade who have um, you know, done media interviews just because of their involvement in how she hustles and as an extension are able to tell their own stories and they're all about their own work. Um, and so, you know, helping to, to shape the narrative and change the change perceptions and change stereotypes and just offer up a different way to hear and see uh, women, especially 
racialized women is really important to me. Um, economic opportunities, we talked about that, hiring people and allowing them to be paid for their work. Um, there are so many women um, because we work exclusively with women from our AV tech to our, our live DJs, to our graphic designers, our social strategists, our event planners, our caterers, right down to the makeup artists. I mean, prioritizing women and women of color who are building their businesses is fundamental to what we do. And I would say lastly, um, I hope that how she has helped to change the leadership landscape um, by building, by helping to open the door to tables of influence that already exist, but also being able to build our own tables. I'll never forget the incredible opportunity we had in 2019 to host the only International Women's Day attended by Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister. Um, we were the only thing that he went to that day for International Women's Day. And he flew in from meeting with Indigenous leaders up north. And it was incredible to be able to do something that I don't think had ever been done in the history of the highest political office of our country. Um, having a roundtable exclusively focused on Black women in entrepreneurship. I mean, these are the ways that How She Hustles is really trying to not only do things differently, but really cause people to think a little differently about sometimes the choices that we make that might seem automatic or routine, but we have an opportunity to kind of flip them on their head and think about being more inclusive. And I do the same thing. I'm constantly thinking about my own gaps, my own opportunity to stretch my own opportunity to be more inclusive. Yeah, there's so much impact in um, the work that you do. And and that brings me to um, Startup and Slay, which you mentioned earlier. Can you expand on that and just let our audience hear what that is about and the work that you're doing with it? Oh, for sure. I, this is, this project is, it's my heart, you know, it, I, I had the same kind of goosebumps and, and feeling of excitement with Startup and Slay as I did with Her Story in Black. So Startup and Slay, uh, when I was born, uh, out of how she hustles, and really from the same spirit that led to the genesis of this movement overall, and all the other projects that we had done up until that point. It was really looking around and saying, what's missing? Where is my voice? Where's my story? Where are other women who are like me and people who may not be like me, but who represent a greater diversity of voices in a particular space? And so Startup and Slay is a digital video series about diverse women entrepreneurs in Canada. When I transitioned out of my corporate job in 2018 and decided to be a full-time entrepreneur, I started going to a bunch of startup, small business, entrepreneur events. And I will never forget going to one event in particular and sitting down in this packed room of about 100 people. I remember they were talking about where to get investment for your business. And I remember seeing two Black people in the room, just two. One was sweeping the floor and the other was serving the coffee. And the very first person who came up to me in that room asked me, so how did you get here? And I just remember thinking, wow, I came here for two things, for information and to feel a sense of community. And I'll tell you, just that unspoken experience in the first five minutes wasn't the experience I was looking for. 
And so I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. So I started building Startup and Slay events where we had uh, women from diverse backgrounds talking about building their small businesses, being entrepreneurs. So we did that in 2018. We did two of those. And then the Startup and Slay digital video series evolved after that because we literally had women who were carpooling from Montreal, driving four and a half, five hours just so they could be in the room with other diverse female entrepreneurs to hear about where do I get funding? How do I get media coverage? How do I grow my team? How do I grow, you know, build out more bit more customers for my business and get more sales? And so I realized that we needed to use digital platforms to help amplify those stories beyond just an event. So I was very fortunate to pitch this idea to CIBC, our very first corporate partner and sponsor for How She Hustles. So big shout out to CIBC, as well as Futurepreneur and Ryerson University, and ask them to support the vision of turning Startup and Slay into a digital video series. Essentially, the point was to find uh, women who could share their stories about starting or scaling a business in this country, particularly focused on racialized women, indigenous women, um, those from the 2SLGBTQ community, people who identified as persons with disabilities, and those who had immigrant or refugee stories. We ended up with six incredible stories of women uh, from right across the country. We were overwhelmed just by putting it out on social media, how many women responded with their stories. I mean, we had over a hundred people share their stories in just days from five provinces, over 30 communities, all kinds of business, you name it. People doing things with um, solar energy, people doing things in, um, you know, fixing cars, you know, consultants, beauty products, technology, like across the map. And we ended up with six great stories uh, from BC, from Nova Scotia, from Ontario, And we brought those six women together in Toronto to speak at two live events, as well as we profiled each of them in individual videos and web stories. You can go to howshehustles.com slash startup and slay, and you can read their stories, watch their stories, see behind the scenes videos. We also generated an incredible amount of uh, TV, radio, and digital coverage. So everything from CTV to the National Post to um, Flair Magazine, Uh, you name it, got some great press. And I think that goes back to storytelling and making space to amplify underrepresented voices and to really show that diverse women, whether we're corporate leaders or entrepreneurs, we've got stories to tell and we are indeed helping to shape and change Canada for better. I have to say, Emily, I mean, everything that you've been saying um, has just resonated with, I think, both Yomi and I, but I, I mean, thinking about my experience personally, um, I know Yomi can can back me up when, when I say that many an afternoon I've come in lamenting how I am, uh, you know, I was the only, you know, diverse person uh, in, in a room. It's not something that I'm used to being in a room with, with um, where, you know, people from diverse backgrounds um, make up more of the attendance numbers. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's a very rare um, occurrence or situation. Oh, yeah. It is. And, you know, even 10 years later, it, it still is baffling to me. But it, it also tells me that the need hasn't been met yet. Far from it. There's still a lot more work to be done. And so when I see other women's networks that have now evolved 
Um, many of you know many have popped up since when Housey Hustle started in 2010. There were not a lot of them. More are coming, but there's more work to be done. And as things get, uh, as you get into more senior spaces, as you get into spaces where you're really starting to look at more, you know, more senior leadership, more of the C-suite, uh, more big business, you'll see that there's still a lot of work to be done. I was just at an economic club event just yesterday talking about Blacks on Bay Street and seeing people who are well-established talking about the very same things that we address at How She Hustles and how to navigate that and how important it is to have spaces like this. I would also say, though, one of the more one of the powerful parts about How She Hustles isn't just how it makes the women who attend feel, but how much it has helped to open up the minds of people who aren't like me. I'll never forget hearing a senior uh, corporate white woman come to a How She Hustles event and basically pulled me aside and said, I'm forever changed. This completely impacted me in ways that I didn't expect. I heard voices that I haven't heard speak that authentically. Because it's very different when you're in the corporate space and you're one of the few women of color, for example. The way that you, you present yourself sometimes isn't your whole self. We talk about it, but we all know that it takes some really savvy negotiation sometimes when you aren't the dominant culture. And so for to have others walk into a space where they can say, I've, you know, I've never been into a room with 250 professional women who are black and brown and have all kinds of experiences that I don't have. I've ne- there are women who have said, I've never experienced that before. There are women who have said, I've never experienced that as a white woman, for example, to be in a position where all the experts in the room are not like me, not one. And just think about what that means to hear an authoritative voice that doesn't reflect yours as the norm. I think as well, um, you know, it also sparked a lot of wonderful curiosity. Like if 250 women of color are in this room and they're all professionals, where are they in my company? Where are they in my neighborhood? Where are they in my community? And so I, I think that has is also one of the great gifts is I hope that people walk away looking for more of what they find at How She Hustles and figuring out how to take a piece of that same intention and make it real in their own spheres of influence. Absolutely. And that actually leads me to um, um, another question that uh, hopefully we can expand a bit on that, um, that last piece. You know, thinking about your How She Hustles network, um, you know, what are some of the challenges or opportunities that have arisen that we can really learn from in order to help make more room for, people, for women to succeed? I would say for me personally, um, I'm often asked by people for coffee and if I could be their mentor or just share a little bit with them. And so it's a huge honor that people even ask because there are many incredible women in our city, in our country. Um, But I would say personally, one of the things I always want to share with people is prepare for challenges, but anticipate success. And I think one of the things that I didn't do well enough was anticipate that this thing, this community, this movement, this village 
how she hustles could succeed. And I think I wish if I could go back that I had thought bigger from the start, thinking about long-term sustainability, thinking more about process and planning and growth and what that would look like and what that would mean for me. Um, I think in many ways I, I, you know, thought about this little thing and I didn't think about 10 years from now, would I be leaving, you know, a, a, a job at one of the most iconic organizations in, uh, in Canada to build my own enterprise. When I started, I didn't think that way. And I think more of us need to consider the possibility that what we're doing actually isn't small at all. And if what we're doing is bigger, it just is going to take us a while to really get everyone to understand the, the impact of what we're doing, then we'll put all of the right pieces in place in the beginning. Even if you can't turn the key, you'll know where the door is. So that's one thing. I would also definitely say related to that, um, figuring out the the kind of business model and and the sustainability piece the, the and getting the right people to advise has been an interesting journey. Um, you know, whether it means getting the right professional services support like lawyers and accountants, um, or even just figuring out what is the best way to, to continue to generate the funds that I need to do the work that I want to do. Um, and I would also say um, more broadly, just in terms of a philosophical piece, is sometimes it's dealing with our own our own humans and dealing with our own um, limiting beliefs. Uh, that certainly, I think, has been something that I'm still working through. You know, I, some people talk about imposter syndrome. I think it's about, you know, sometimes underestimating our own value, sometimes not really seeing the, uh, the worth of our work. Um, just straight up putting your price to things, just being more forthright with that. Um, and also just being able to know what to do with your influence. I think that would be the last thing that I would say to anybody who wanted to sit with me or if they thought I had something of value to offer. I would say not only think about what you can do, but think about what you want to do with it. What do you want to do with your superpower? You know, it's like, okay. I know that I have the ability to bring a, a really unique and powerful group of women together. What do I want to do with that ability to influence? And I think if more of us started to think about that short term and long term, it will help to avoid some challenges like losing focus, like getting pulled in a bunch of different directions that may not be for you. Or also, you know, um, not growing or evolving in the directions you should because you're not clear on your why and your purpose. So I think that would be one of the challenges I hope that others may be able to navigate more skillfully than I have. I think I've done a pretty awesome job with an incredible team of advisors and colleagues and brilliant women around me, but it's something that can be tough to figure out, you know, when you do realize, huh, I actually do have the ear of the prime minister's office, if you do, or huh, I actually do have the ear of a CEO, or huh, I actually do also have the ear or the ability to bring together those kind of leaders 
with other leaders who aren't even on their radar and are changing community in every way that we need. So what do I do with the ability to be able to bring those groups together? Um, so based on everything you've said, it seems like impact and community are the big, big points from your experience with hustle, um, how she hustles. And it's just amazing to see how far you've come throughout your entire journey with this process. So just brings me to saying, um, we know that How She Hustles is turning 10 this spring. And we're wondering, yeah, and we're wondering, how are you going to be celebrating that? Well, you know, How She Hustles, we we know how to do a party right, (laughs) or at least a big celebration. You know, um, so stay tuned. We definitely will be celebrating with a gathering um, of epic proportions if everything goes as my heart desires. So look out for that coming this summer. Um, also hoping definitely to tell the story of impact. So really look out for some digital content that I hope will underscore the, the impact that we've had um, as a collective and all some of the incredible women uh, who have been part of this work. Um, definitely hope to build some more bridges with communities across Canada in particular. You know, everybody's looking to the States. It's a huge market. There's a great opportunity there. But I think there are some major gaps in terms of even connecting the dots between um, women's networks and particularly with diverse women and women of color across Canada. So uh, look out for that. I had a great chance, opportunity to go to places like Ottawa and Vancouver last year. Um, I'm coming for some more places this year and hopefully we'll do some big things. And um, I would also say I, I would like to create more, more, more special content, more Startup and Slays, more How She Hustles. I'm personally focused right now on stepping my game up in the digital content game and really embracing my ideas as a producer. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I've joined Women in Film and Television. They have a media leadership program with Schulich School of Business. Um, And so I'm working through that. I really see how she hustles as continuing to be one of Canada's leading networks for diverse women so that we can help to change the leadership landscape, whether that means women moving up in big corporations or whether that means women building their own empires as entrepreneurs. And we'll continue to make space for that online through our content, at events, and in spaces of influence that you may never see because they're behind closed doors. But that, I think, is what we plan to do, is just keep on keeping on for this year, really telling the story of impact and planting some seeds for the next decade. Ten years is such a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, It's been such a great success. Uh, I mean, we're certainly looking forward to the next decade of, of How She Hustles. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, I mean, even with everything that you have on the go, um, is there anything else you'd like to mention? Any other projects um, or new steps for the um, uh, for the brand coming up that you'd like to mention? Yeah, well, um, Startup and Slay, if, you know, um, that is a project that I feel like was just 
incredible for 2019. And so for 2020, definitely excited. Uh, you know, if we get the support again uh, from our incredible sponsors that we had the first year, then we'll be able to go again at, at Startup and Slay, do it even bigger and more impactful. And so stay tuned for that, uh, an opportunity for women to put their hand up and say, I want to tell my story. And also for people to tap others on the shoulder and say, you've been doing great work. Tell your story about how you started your business and how you're growing it. So I would say definitely look out for that. Um, There are a couple other projects that should be coming up, but I don't want to give them away. But I would just say that telling stories is definitely going to be a big one. Um, And also, I think, trying to figure out how to best connect the dots, not just between women and between networks, but really leveraging how she hustles to be a bridge to tools and resources that can help. There are a lot of programs, initiatives, educational institutions, products and services that can help women advance, um, and especially women from underrepresented communities. And so I see how she hustles as a gateway and as a bridge to help to bring more of us to the table and also bring those stakeholders to our tables. Yeah, that is really amazing. That's very powerful. And we wish you so much luck with all your next projects. And I'm so glad that you were able to share with us this um, idea and this concept of the power of storytelling and how that helps to bring impact and how that helps to shape the narrative and build community. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining myself and Steph today. Well, thank you for having me and an amazing work that you're doing. And just to let you know that you've already had impact after I uh, took a look at your website, I dug deep on uh, Melissa, Melissa Falkner's work and who knows, she might be part of How She Hustles Story in 2020. So thank you for what you're doing to elevate all of the incredible creators and innovators um, who are doing great work. Fantastic. So more uh, Hustle and Thrive success and more How She Hustles success. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Working Culture, hosted by Lisa Fiorilli and Yami John, and edited by Santiago Bedoya. If you like our episodes, we'd love to hear your comments. And please subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you want more Hustle and Thrive, check out our website at creativeworksconference.com. Join us again.